Do you ever question yourself? The real question is, who doesn't? The image you see in the mirror every day is a reflection of the one who made you. Do we show it all the time? Probably not. So let's talk about it. I'm Josiah Delgadillo, and this is a reflective place. So even though it's midnight, this Thursday was actually Veterans Day. And I'd like to wish all of our veterans a happy Veterans Day. My grandfather and my great-grandfather who served in World War II were veterans and I appreciate them so much. But I also appreciate all of our veterans and all that serve our country. Thank you for your service. So today's episode is going to be about reflecting on the heart. Rainer Marie Reich wrote letters to a young poet. And the reference, and I quote, Be patient for all that is unsolved in your heart. And try to love the questions themselves. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will gradually, without noticing it, live along some distance day into the answer. End quote. We're normally told to think before we speak. Have you ever said something that didn't seem like something that you would ever say? And those that know you would probably get surprised once you say something that didn't seem like it was normally something you would say. Now there's a tongue twister. You may look surprised at yourself and be like, where did that come from? But we don't remember to do this. We don't remember to think before we speak. And we ask ourselves, where are these words coming from? The words that we say, the conversations that we have sometimes, there's roots behind it. There's an ulterior motive. And that motive usually comes from the heart. Why is it that in moments of strong emotion, anger or pain, do our words tear down and they don't edify each other? And what can we do about that? Well, if we turn to Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, it says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit, for figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. It's pretty simple. 
We're known by our fruits. We're known by what we produce. Good produces good. Evil produces evil. There are motives behind every word. In our culture today, we tend to think of the heart as the home of our emotions. If there's strong emotion, if there's anger, if there's pain, if there's sadness, if there's hate, if there's joy, if there's love, our heart is where is where all of that is found. That's the home for all of our emotions, all of our feelings. Every feeling ever felt goes there. You see, but the Bible really doesn't distinguish the difference between the head and the heart. See, but for us, we we like to distinguish what we say being different from what we feel. Because chances are, if something slips out of our mouth that isn't likely what would be typically normal for us, people tend to wonder, where did that come from? And you even wonder, where did that come from? And if that makes us look weird in any way, or if it makes it seem like we're troubled or we're struggling in some sort of way, we quickly close our mouth. Or we separate and we distinguish between what we say and what we feel. Because if we say what we're feeling, people meant to, people may think that we're struggling, which, oh my goodness, wouldn't that be terrible? Because we're human beings, but we, again, we're born with a perception on how th- people think about us, how people see us. And if people see us struggling, we automatically run the other way because we don't want anyone to know that we're struggling. But as much as we would like to make a distinction between what we say and what we feel, Tim Keller put it best, the heart is not just the seed of the emotions, but also the source of our fundamental commitments, hopes and trust. And from the heart, flow our thinking, feelings, and actions. With the heart trusts, the mind justifies. The emotions desire, and the will carries out. A lot of what we're dealing with internally ends up leaving our mouth. It's like what Luke said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. A lot of what's pent up, what we push what we're dealing with, whether it's situations that we really don't want to work out in the moment, whether they're, they're feelings of uh, depression or anxiety, anger, sadness, things that we would like to keep pent up or push down to the very bottom, those things have a way of coming straight back up and Again, we continue to try to push it down as much as we can so that we don't have to deal with it at the moment. I would like to think some part of our human nature tries to deal with things internally because we don't want to say anything. Again, we're human beings and a lot of times, I mean, and we have to remember everyone's different in how they deal with things how they how they deal with emotions and how they cope and how they regulate 
physically. But when it comes to the emotional things, some people are open, some, some people are more closed about it. But our human nature would like to try to deal with things internally. We try to fix things internally. That way no one knows that we're struggling. No one knows what's going on on the inside. But it's very unhealthy to try to deal with things internally and deal with them on our own with no resource. When there's no resource on how to deal with things, we're we're lost. And we're trying and we're trying our best, but sometimes our best ends up in human error and human flaw. And no one can read your mind. The enemy can't read your mind. He can't see your thoughts and he can't see your heart. Even though we would like to think that there's a difference between our heart and our mind, there's not. God knows your heart and mind. I mean, he's the one that created it. (laughs) Psalms chapter 139 verse 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. If we could ask God to search our hearts and to know our thoughts, which he does, our God is known as a great physician. He's known as many things. He is a provider. He's a prince of peace. He's a comforter. He's able to, and we'll talk about this in another episode, I would like to, but I mean, he's in the business of fixing broken hearts. And it's a broken heart that he's able to use. God doesn't want perfect or whole, but he wants things that are broken because then when someone's broken, when there's a broken heart available, then he's able to use that because it's dependent on him. And dependency makes for vulnerability and humility, not a prideful heart. And when we can put a pride, put aside our pride on, well, if I'm struggling, people are going to see that, and I don't want them to see that. That keeps us from getting help. That keeps us from having to, to that keeps us from having to not bottle things up and then the wrong thing slipping out. We have to remember his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. The fact that our creator would walk in our footsteps and experience what it means to connect the heart and the mind, that brings a type of clarity that he's he's capable of understanding us. God's capable of understanding us. He's capable of knowing how we feel and how we think and he's able to connect that because as Luke said out of the heart the mouth speaks things like bitterness jealousy hate lust rebellion and diso- and depression linked with anxiety those aren't things that should be dealt without counsel 
And again, in our society today, if we try to communicate what's going on on the inside, people look at us like we're crazy. You know, when it comes to mental health, that's a whole nother issue. People think that if we don't com- uh, if we don't if we're communicating that then there's an issue. Is it so wrong if there's an issue? We have to be able to put our pride aside. Because if we're not able to deal with things like this, matters of 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 the of our heart, we're not able to deal with those types of matters of the heart. We can have a we can have a lost mind. And the lost mind can be the enemy's playground. Being able to reflect on what we're dealing with internally and efficiently handling it by reaching out or reconnecting, praying, that can be the difference between a healthy heart and a deteriorating heart. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 33 says, Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools. A wise man is not gonna turn away help. And this this is why I mentioned it before, but God likes broken hearts because when we're broken, we're dependent. If we were all perfect, there would be no reason for a God because we'd all be perfect. And this society we live in today would like everyone to be perfect. And again, the need for us to present ourselves looking efficient and perfectly whole, that's something that everyone wants to have. Everyone wants to look perfect and look like they're not dealing or struggling with anything when in reality that's just not reality (laughs) you know it's it's an unattainable goal to be perfect no one is ever going to be perfect but God's not looking for perfect God can't use perfect but he can use broken and there's nothing wrong with being broken But God would like to turn a restless heart into a heart that's whole. But if we allow ourselves to wallow in brokenness, then those things that we continue to keep pent up or keep pressed down to the bottom of our hearts, nothing is going to change. But we can't stay in our brokenness. We can't stay in our in our deep dark emotions. But if we're if we're wise, we're going to make that known. To be able to move forward and to reach up and reach out is again the difference between a healthy heart and a deteriorating heart. We deteriorate when we stay in a place of darkness and we stay in a place of hurt and brokenness. But when we realize that we're broken, we're able to reach out and we're able to reach up and we're able to 
receive help. We're able to receive counsel. That's what the body of Christ is for. We can't allow a restless heart to guide our motives, our behavior, and our way of living because it shows up in our conversation. People can tell. That's why it's wise to reach out, reconnect. If I can encourage you today, if you're in a dark place, don't stay there. Get out, reconnect. You know yourself best. You know if you're the kind of person that if you're by yourself and you're in your emotions and you're you're in that dark place that only you know about and you're dealing with those those internal things by yourself if you stay there any longer and you're not and you're not reaching out there's a chance you may not come back from that you need to reach out you have to reach out And once you're able to reach out, don't stop there. Connect with God. That's what he's there for. He's our provider. He's our comforter. But that restless heart can show up in our conversation. So when we're in that place of reflection, and we're reflecting on what's going on on the inside, going to show up in our conversation that's why it's best to reach out proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue so out of the out of the out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks what are the alternate what are the ulterior motives of your heart Whatever's coming out of your mouth is obviously springing out from your heart. What are you trying to say? We have to deal with the internal things, even if we don't want to deal with them. And it is tough sometimes. It is so hard to be able to deal with things that we don't want to deal with. Especially if it means that it looks like we're struggling. But there shouldn't be a reason that we have to feel like we have to remain behind our borders of safety and deal with our internal emotions by ourselves. Reach out. Reach up. There's a God that loves you and there's there's a body of Christ that is ready to embrace you. I want to thank you for listening in today. I hope that this is able to encourage you. Continue to reach up and reach out. Go into that reflecting place and begin to reflect what's in the heart. Because out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Until then, keep reflecting.